Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Witty Writers Show. It is a beautiful, sunny Thursday where I am, and I'm here with the absolutely amazing Judy Prescott Marshall. Hi, Judy. Hi, Beth. Hello, everyone. Thank you so, so much for having me today. I'm excited. Oh, my gosh, that makes two of us. It really, really does, Judy. I've been so excited. Uh, to chat to you because you you really do seem like my kind of lady um you know you're so inspirational and kind and and ooze positivity um you're a bit of me i have to say judy okay good this is a good thing yes it is it is i can already see people joining which is absolutely fantastic hello everybody um please pop up your hellos so judy can see them we'll Put your your greetings on the on the screen, and if anyone does have any questions, please pop them in the comments, um, and I will put them up also. Now, Judy, this year has been quite a celebration for you because you know you've just released your second book, which is absolutely amazing, um, and and you've got two books out, which is Be Strong Enough, which was the first one you published. Um, and your most recent release, which is called Still Crazy. Yes. I love the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love oh, the title. I too. do. Yeah. But, I was do you know what? inspired by Patsy Klein, her song Crazy. Oh, wow. So that's where the inspiration came from it. And actually, my literary agent said, I know the name of this book, Still Crazy. And then she started singing it, but sang it with the Still Crazy in the, in the song. So. Yeah, so I love that. For that one. Yep, I, I think it's brilliant. And do you know what? I mean, I, I I haven't managed to finish your book, but I've read a lot of it, um, and it really fits because I think for for everybody who doesn't know, you know, be crazy is about this woman. You know, she's just an average woman. Could it be any any one of us really? Um, and she finds. Yeah, and she discovers, you know, something that happens in her relationship. I'm not going to do any spoilers. Something happens in her relationship, her, what she thought was a perfect relationship, and what do you do? And, and I mean, just the thought of something happening to your marriage is enough to drive you crazy. So uh, the title is just perfect. Oh, Autumn's just joined us. She says, hi, Judy. Hi, Autumn. She is Thank you for joining us today. My partner in crime, I have to say, and do you know what? I've got to tell you, she brought round the most beautiful bunch of flowers for me today. Oh, nice. Oh, it was lovely. That's what besties are for. Besties are for. But Judy, I wanted, I'd like to go back to the beginning because I do know for a fact that you're a bit of a bookaholic. You're a bit, a bit saying you're a bookworm is putting it mildly, isn't it? Um, so when did you really start having a passion for books? Was there a particular book that just got you hooked on reading? To tell you the truth, I always, you know, I think I even say it in my bio, I was, oh, I was never without a book. I'm either reading under a shade tree in my you know, closet with a, the flashlight. Um, I'm never without a book. My backlist of, uh, not backlist, rather, my um, to-be-read pile is just, you know, so high on the floor. Um, so always, always had a book. I, somehow, I think I always had a story in there, too. Uh, God's honest truth. I'm in the seventh grade, and a teacher says to me, come here, young lady. She said, you tell a lot of stories out there on the playground. She goes, I'm going to give you a challenge. 
I want you to write a story over Christmas break. I'm like, okay, fine. So I walked out of the seventh grade, you know, Christmas break, walked back in, I handed it to her. God's honest truth, Shaker Junior High School. Teacher comes up to me a week later with the drama teacher and said, we want to take your Christmas story and make it next year's play. Wow. I actually got to help direct the story, the Christmas story. Um, I called them and said to them, can I get a copy of it? And they're like, Judy, what year did you, were you in the seventh grade? They're like, don't you think they're all dead? I'm like, well, that's not even nice, let alone funny. I'm like, you must have records of it. You perform the plays, you gotta have a record of it. She goes, I'll look into it. She never got back to me. Um, and then to tell you the truth, you know, when it came time for Still Crazy, um, I wanted to read a story, but I couldn't find it anywhere. And you know, I mean, in the middle of the night, the story comes to you. And when it tugs at your heart, as much as this story tugged at my heart, um, I had to write it. I had no other choice, but I had to write it. So, and I am very glad that I did. I'm proud to say that I am the author of Still Crazy. So I own it. I own that story. I think it's amazing. And do you know what? It's funny you said about, you know, your 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 story being converted into a play at school. I mean, wow. I mean, they obviously realized how talented you were right from the off. But as, as I was reading your book, I... I kept thinking it would make an, a fantastic movie or a theatre production. I mean, it it that was what yeah. pops into my head as I was reading it. So I really do hope that you you do get it turned into a screenplay for either you know the movie theatres or you know for the for for uh, a, yeah a play because that yeah. would be fantastic, yeah. absolutely you know, fantastic. Men give me the best reviews, or men give me just as you know, the reviews are just as good from men as they are from women, but a lot of the men say this needs to be a movie or this is the Hallmark movie. Um, and I'm thinking, okay, but in the first chapter, she has multiple orgasms. I don't know that Hallmark is going to want that one, but okay. <laughs> all right. Um, so yeah, maybe, we, maybe, reach out, really maybe reach out to the director who did Harry Met Sally. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's just true. This is true. Yeah, it's good clean. I mean, they're married, so it's good clean. So, yeah, yeah. but um, the reviews have been absolutely wonderful. I just, like I said again, I am so proud to be the author of this book. Um, yeah, and my backstory is just, I tell you, you know, when you have a story tugging at your heart, that you have to write it. Don't wait for yeah. someone else to pick up the pen. You've got to write the story. It's your story. Write it. So, yeah. yeah. If I know what that's one person. Yeah, that is such good advice, Judy, because, you know, Autumn and I have said this to a lot of authors that, you know, within our Write Better Author Smarter group or people that we, you know, we we try and help. You know, at the end of the day, some stories are, are, are out there. Some situations have already been written about, but they've not been written by you in your right. words, in your right. style, with your personality shining through the pages you know you you can literally have you know a situation or a theme but nobody's going to do it like you right because right. we are as individual as our books yeah yeah and you know the story may have been told but not with this twist not with this ending so yeah, yeah they're all different um but can women a lot of women um, it's funny because I was recently interviewed on NPR and he said to me, damn it, you wrote my story. And he was oh, a guy. Wow. 
And he was like, I just, I could not put it down. You know, I started reading it that morning and I, I don't even think I ate, he said. I read the entire book. So I knew I had to get you on. So yeah, but, um, so it doesn't just happen to women. It also happens to men. So yeah. 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 And that's the thing. I mean, you write it with such reality, you know, people are going to connect with it because they're either going to have been in that situation or known somebody who's been in that situation. Right. So right. I think so many people can connect with it on so many different levels. It's just yeah. absolutely fantastic. We've got a load more people saying hello, so I'm going to pop them up so so they get a chance to say hello. Um, Marcy, who's another author, she's just joined us. She says hello, Judy and Beth. Hello, Marcy. We've also got Jessica. She's joined us. She says hi, Judy. Hello, Jessica. And we've got, let's have a look. My button's not working properly. There we go. We've got Heather. She says, hi, Beth and Judy from Gemma and I. They're both watching to Gemma. She is the cutest little thing ever. She really is. Um, Josephine, another author, just joined us. She says, hello, Judy and Beth. Great to see you both. And you're nice honoured. You. I have to. You're honoured, Judy, because she's in the UK and it's very late where she is. I'm very, she's, she must have been on the coffee. <laughs> uh, Marcy says, the story knows what it wants to be. If it's calling you, write it. Amen. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And Jessica says, you said a teacher inspired you to write in seventh grade. What, what? inspired you to write still crazy oh good question so what was your inspiration what sparked it all off it for just crazy or still crazy sorry aside from the many women that i know that walked in julie holiday's shoes what i wanted to know is not the answer to why do men cheat on near perfect women but why do these women stay with men who cannot remain faithful and I'll tell you, I could not find the answer. So I did my research and here you have it. So yeah, the answer, and the answer will surprise you. It'll definitely yeah. surprise you as to why these women, um, all of the women in my stories are strong women. You know, I say for still crazy, um, you know, Julie Holiday was a passionate, strong, loving wife who discovered a handwritten note that had the power to either destroy her or make her stronger yet. Um, her battle is, uh, it's a heavy one. She faces, you know, a lot of uh, drama. But um, in the end, she conquers, so. I think it's amazing, isn't it? You know, we women are, are really like tigers, aren't we? We really are like tigers because, you know, we are the protectors, you know, the, the, the emotional providers you know, more and more financial providers and we wear all these different hats and we juggle all these different roles and we do take on a lot more than most men because, you know, especially women who, like us who work, we work, but we're still having to look after the home and look after the children, make the medical appointments and everything else. I think from, from my experience and from what I've seen with the, the, the couples that have been in, in and out of my life, a lot of people forget to keep flirting with their partners. I think that's a key thing for just, just from what I've observed, you know, you get too comfortable and forget that everyone, everyone still needs to feel needed and wanted and flirting with your partner is a huge part of that. Even if it's a little, 
you know, wink, cheeky little text, you know, a little grab on the butt or whatever. Everybody needs to feel like they're still desired and wanted right. and not just there. You know, right. you, you, you've, you've got to, and sometimes it takes us doing the first move. You know, I, and I'm, you know, well, you can tell I'm very outgoing and friendly and everything else. But if I want a bit of attention, I'll start it. You know, yep. check a little text yep. message or, you know, hello. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. But, you know, it means that, you know, my husband still feels desired, wanted and loved. And, you know, he knows that I still want that in our relationship. And that's after 30 years. We've had four kids. But you, but it's important not to let life take over, isn't right. it? And still be a couple and everything else. So your your book, I think, is going to open a lot of eyes mm -hmm. and and make a lot of people think and maybe think, oh, okay, maybe I need to change things up a little bit. <laughs> Try right. not to be in that situation. You yeah. you just yeah. never know. You just never know. Um, oh, Anna's just joined us. She says, hi. Hello, Anna. Hi, Anna. I'm, lo I'm loving the new profile picture, Anna. Anna's a regular viewer, and your hair looks gorgeous in that photograph. I'm very jealous. Um, <laughs> Jane says, coffee, LOL. I'm not sure whether she's actually admitting she's been on the coffee. <laughs> and James has just joined us. He says, hello, ladies. Sorry I'm late. You You're are fine. fine. We are just glad to see you, darling. Um, Josephine says, I agree with all of that. It is too easy to sit around and go stale. Absolutely. It is absolutely. So, so I mean, how difficult was it to, to write Still Crazy? Because obviously, you know, there is so much emotion on both sides. There's so many dynamics here. Did it take a great deal of planning or, or was it just all up here and here and you just wrote? I will say that when I'm writing, time stops and then I just let the words flow. I just let it go. But I wrote Still Crazy, no title, took it to the Unicorn for Writers uh, Conference down in Purchase, New York. And that's where I met my literary agent, Jan Cardis, who has Black Hawk Literary Agency. I handed her the manuscript that Saturday. The next day was Sunday, Easter Sunday. She called me Monday morning and she said to me, you bitch. I was up the entire night reading this manuscript. I want you to come and see me next week. So I'm like, okay, she hated it. She's going to tear it apart. She's going to rip it, you know, into shreds. And, you know, why did I write such a horrible story? Um, so I agreed. I went there on Saturday, went to Jan's house and her partner, Barbara Elisuccino, flew up from Miami, took me to lunch, said, we have some news for you. We're not sure if you're going to agree to this or not. So I'm like, oh, my God, what do they want to do to this story? We went back to Jan's after lunch. Jan had the contract on the table. I saw it. And I said, oh, my God, I have a literary agent. Um, Jan said one thing. I want you to rewrite the entire story from third person to first person. And I said, okay, why? And she said, because I want to feel and read and see your emotion. And the only way to do that is for you to write it in first person. I want you to become Julie Holiday. Um, okay. I took the challenge. I took the one year to write it. She also gave me a whole list of homework to do. 
And I'm more than happy to share that with the other writers as to what she told me to do before she would even send the manuscript out to editors. Um, and then mentioning, speaking of editors, as I had said to Beth earlier, in the back of my acknowledgement section, I actually say to all the wonderful editors who took the time to read Black Hawk Letter Agency's submission of Still Crazy, I thank you for your time, consideration, encouragement, and kind words. I get goosebumps every time I think of them. Every yeah. single no I received was filled with encouragement. I'm applauding you from the sidelines. I want to see this turned into a book. <laughs> I regret that I, ha I have to turn it down at this time. And I'm like, well, why are they turning it down? They loved it. Why are they turning it down? Well, all of a sudden, you know, Jane Bly comes out with a story uh, which is, you know, similar in title, or she too has a bakery. So they're going to take the big seller over the. So, okay, so the, you know, a bakery business. or the storyline or, you know, the inn, you know, whatever it is. And that's why we get turned down. We don't get turned down because they don't not love our stories. We get turned down because we're not that big name. And they're always going to go with the big name first. So believe me, if you have a story in your heart, as I did with this one, take the time to write it. Damn it, write it. You cannot edit a blank page. How many times have we all heard that? Write yeah. your story and believe in your story and never, ever stop promoting that story. Um, and that's something that I learned from Jan Cardis with 35 years experience. So, yeah. You know, I'm really glad you, I'm really glad you shared that, Judy. I really am because, you know, that this is why I, I've been so thrilled to have Mark Gottlieb coming on the Witty Writer Show, you know, and, and giving us so much knowledge because, you know, people don't realize how, you know, a lot of people don't realize how the book world works. And, and we did mention this during our last show with Mark. Um, there are things that are upcoming and new releases and things that are pre-planned well in advance right. that we have no idea about. And, and you're right, because those upcoming things that we have no knowledge of will affect what the publishers and everybody else is actually looking for. Because right. you create, if they've got something similar, coming up in the next year or two years, they're not going to want anything that we're doing that's the same because that's going to take the limelight away from what they've already got planned or what, right. as you said, that big well-known author is going to be releasing. And it is, it's nothing personal. It is just business because at the end of that's the day. Exactly what it is. It boils down yeah. to business. Yep. It really is. It's like any other business. If you've got, you know, for example, say target for example you know if they've got um you know a, a, a new design range coming out that's you know been designed by the kardashians for example and they mm -hmm. know they've got that selling reach they're not going to go for a lesser designer that's similar they're not because right. they know they're not going to sell as many it is right. just it's a business like anything else and that's what autumn and i have tried to explain to a lot of our new writers you know you have to think about it as a business because that's what it is and it's all about sales and marketing and whether there is a you know whether you can promote that author as a brand and promote their books that are likely to get taken up by you know with film rights and and everything else right. it's all about potential sales isn't it you know that's why i kept my literary agents because i have both jan and barbara Barbara is more of like the book doctor. She's like my inside editor. She'll read it and say, 
you know, Jan will want more emotion, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I work hand in hand with Barbara uh, and the team, but I'm not letting go of my team. And you say, but you're self, you know, published. Why do you need a literary agent? Well, you just said it for movie rights, um, book rights. Um, will an editor come knocking? Maybe for book number two, when they look at my numbers, you know, you say numbers and I say, let me tell you a secret. The person who wrote this story, let me get it in there. It's beautiful. She wrote it with a fistful of ambition and a GED in the other hand. Um, yeah. But she believed in the story. Um, and I'm just, again, I can't say how proud I am of it. I looked at my numbers today. Every week, I purposely look at the numbers. And I am not bragging. I am proud to say, you know, again, I don't tear up. Um, 19, over 19,000 people have requested Still Crazy on Goodreads. Wow, that is amazing. It's like... And, it, and it's only what four is five months old. So, it's um, you know, will an editor, you know, um, and I say this for encouragement for ever, for others, you know, for writers saying, but I have a book, you know, and editors won't pick it up. Give it time. They may not pick up your first one, your second one, your third one, but maybe on the fourth one, they will pick it up because they yeah. see your numbers and they see that you did not give up because 90% of the self published writers, they write the first book and then they say, this was hard. You bet your yeah. ass this was hard. I mean, yes. if you want to share what Jan has me do, um, you know, prior yeah. to even putting the book out there, it's a lot of work. Um, you know, it the is. month before the, the book came out, 3 a.m., I'm up checking emails, doing what I have to do, because I know once I get into that studio from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m., I am doing nothing but advertising, marketing. You know, the strategy just has to keep flowing. You've got to keep that book out there. Keep it alive. You know, doing interviews like this. Um, you know, it's four months old. You know, I, you know, right now I'm still promoting Still Crazy, um, editing book number two, and I'm plotting book number three. So it never ends. But yeah. you know what? When I walk in that door, I absolutely love it. So, I mean, it's, it's a life that I just, I wish I started. I wish I got the writing book earlier, but it is what it is, so. I think I think everything happens for a reason. I honestly do. And I think maybe if you'd done it earlier, you might have not connected with your fantastic team the way you have done. And, and I, I do believe that, you know, not so much destiny, but I, I think there is timing to everything. Mm. I, I, I honestly believe that. But I think it's fantastic how much you've, accomplished and succeeded and you are so right judy because autumn and i have discussed this multiple times you know the difference between successful writers and people who aren't successful is basically the people who don't give up they do what is needed to be successful whether that be you know hours upon hours of promoting and marketing i mean i i, I do 19 hour days regularly get up at seven o'clock in the morning and I'm going to bed at two in the morning because oh, yeah. I do so much. I'm, I'm doing the show. I'm, you know, writing my next books. You know, I've just finished a series of five and a, and a three book series for kids and I'm on the next one and I'm querying and I'm doing this. So you're right. You're literally nonstop. Yeah. But that's the difference. You've got to keep pushing forward. And, and one of my favorite um, TV programs that I've watched and you might have watched this because you're a very inspirational person is called The Secret. Have you seen if you watched The Secret? No. The Secret. It's, it's it's fascinating. It's all about, you know, being positive and and 
putting positivity out there and you know believing that you can succeed right which is all very well and good however you have to create the opportunities to make that success happen as you know right. you have to put yourself out there create the circumstances as you said doing things like the show you know with the witty writer show and other interviews you have to create those opportunities to be discovered to yeah. be introduced. you have to believe in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself they're not going to believe in you so yes yeah anytime anyone you know it says to you you know what is your story about i mean if you don't believe the words that you're putting out there they're not yes. going to believe it either so it's really important yeah yeah, yeah that um, Absolutely. Uh, Autumn has just popped a comment. She says, LOL, my editor's most frequent comment is more emotion. So now I double down on that. That is so true. But yeah. give us give us a few of your suggestions that you were given on your on your post-its. Oh, on my post-it for emotion? Yes. Um, yeah, for emotion, I would say to any writer, um, put your close your eyes, don't write. Close your eyes, put yourself in that person's you know, situation, um, and then tell it through, you know, showing, um, you know, she grabbed a tissue, but she should have grabbed four, you know, the tears just were just nonstop. And she had no idea why those tears just were just flowing. It's just her heart ached, but why the hell was she crying? You know, yeah. show, don't tell is a big part of, you know, with the emotions. Um, and you know, when somebody grabs, you know, when I say she had, she she should have grabbed three or four tissues, you know, the waterworks are flowing. So yeah, yeah. Um, that's what's most important. Um, let me just tell you, I, I start with a strategy with every story. So the strategy coming up is the inn in Rhode Island and I give it a release date. And I, so I say the book number two is coming out March 29, 2022. Okay. So now what do I have to do now in order to get ready for that? Well, you got to create the book tour, schedule your book tour now for next March. Then I say, okay, I need my mail campaign. Part of my mail campaign is everyone who I sent, you know, a copy of the book number one to on Goodreads, on BookBub, library thing, NetGalley, my library events that I do, they're all going to be on added to my, you know, newsletter list and they're going to get uh, a postcard or something saying that book number two is coming out. So that's part of the strategy. Then you have your so you're already strategy. So you're already teeing up your your test readers and your beta readers well in advance to get them up, get them excited, build up that oh, anticipation, oh, yeah. get them talking about it. Because the thing is, as you you know, that's a really good strategy. And I've I've mentioned this when I've been talking with Mark as well. Because we are because we do our own marketing, we have to work like the big publishers. We have to plan in advance, sometimes months in advance, what we're yeah. going to do next. Yeah. So that is you a know, really my, good tip. Yeah. My literary agent said, "Don't think that even if I get you a publisher, that their marketing team is going to do all of this for you. You still need to do it yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, even with the advertising, you got to advertise. If you're not advertising your book, well, who's going to? You know, your mother, your sister, your brother." I mean, you're going to run out of them eventually. So you have to advertise. I advertise on Amazon, Facebook, Google AdWords, and NetGalley, and I target libraries when I advertise. Um, and then reviews. You've got to ask for those reviews. Don't be afraid to ask for the reviews. I go after Book Life, um, Midwest Magazine, uh, Book Tribe, 
online book club, reader's favorite and first chapter is where I go after and I would recommend anyone else going after your reviews. Um, and they'll post them and they'll not only put them on Goodreads, but they'll put them on Amazon. And then the big thing is, and this is the lesson I learned with book one. And even though it's doing phenomenal in my eyes, um, I did not do pre-orders. And uh. I, wish I, did. I wish I did. So starting in October, I'm going to start a pre-order campaign for the Inn in Rhode Island, which is this book number two in the series. Um, yeah. And then the last thing you have to do is upload to, you know, wherever your distributors are going to be, you know, to upload the book. I do it in hardcover, paperback, ebook, and audio. Um, you know, yeah. and then that also goes into the time frame of everything. Is you know, when does the the book have to be complete to get it out to beta readers? I also made the mistake of getting it out to my beta readers, thinking they're going to give me advice and they're going to say, you know, I, I skipped chapter three. No, they're not going to tell you jack shit. You know what they're going to do? They're going to write it in the review that you had a flaw in chapter three. You know, yes. Etc. So do not send out unless it's a perfect pitch copy to your beta readers. So yes, that was number two. So definitely pre-order campaign. Definitely make sure the book is spot on when you send it out. So yeah. even to your beta readers, you know, even family and friends. They're gonna be, you know, I had one. I think it was my niece, and she gave me a four star. I said, why'd you give me four stars? I'm your godmother. Why didn't you give me five stars? She's like, well, I wanted it to look real. I'm like, five <laughs> looks real to me. Um, you just, you never know. You know, um, someone out there really was a cousin to mine. You know, she said, um, uh, not bad for a first time book. Um, I was, I actually received an advanced reader's copy. Um, there were some mistakes in there, but it was her first try. I'm like, did you have to write that in the review? So no, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Make sure it is ready to go before anyone picks it up. So, yeah. and that's something that an editor and a publisher would do. Although I'm reading one now and it's with a huge publisher and I found like five mistakes in it. So, yeah. You, the, uh, do you know what? I think any anybody who has to reread a book over and over and over and over and over again is going to miss something, which is why it's super important, as you said, to, you know, to make sure that, you know, it's checked by numerous people in your team before, you know, trusted people so they can tell you before you put it out anywhere. But just for our new authors who are, who are still learning the ropes, um, obviously this is something you know, but because we're talking about pre-orders and everything, it's, it's related. Um, the way it works is that it's only the big publishers, the big publishing companies, who are allowed to do pre-orders on paperbacks and hard copies. Unfortunately, when you're self-publishing, like myself, you can only do a pre-order on the ebook only. It, it's just what it is. However, you can actually upload it way earlier to Goodreads and show that it's on pre-order way earlier. Um, the time frame is much longer with Goodreads, which is fantastic, especially because they do promotional events as well. So you can li literally do like a um, hundred dollar, hundred book giveaway or whatever. Um, I think they're doing a, pro a special promotion at the moment, but I think it's fantastic that you are so active on Goodreads. And I try and encourage as many people um, who are writing to be more active on Goodreads because where that's, where all, the that's where, where all the readers are. That's where all the readers are. 
it's like social media for readers you know and i'm like why aren't you doing it uh, you can blog on you can literally just copy and paste your blog posts onto goodreads mm -hmm. you can connect it with because it's owned by amazon now as you know judy yeah, you can yeah. connect your rss feed to your amazon author profile so anytime i want to like today beginning of the week i did a blog post all about me interviewing you mm -hmm. i did the blog post and shared it on goodreads and it literally showed up on my amazon author profile so all yeah. of the people that are following my author profile will see that i'm interviewing you today <laughs> nice. yeah. link, you everything. To link everything yeah, yeah when i do my blog it goes to facebook it goes to my website it goes to goodreads my blog goes to my you know amazon account it goes everywhere Every, every time yeah. you say something make sure you're saying it to all of your audiences you know what they yes. do tell you to do is don't upload the same exact post um you know my book is you know about xyz uh, and say the same thing on Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, etc. You know, you want to have different posts out, out there. You can put the same post out there, but say it in a different way, maybe with a different photo, etc. Um, you know, don't just you know write one post for the day and send it out all over the place. But yes, link your sites together. That's so so important. Um, and See, I must admit, I, I I I do do that. What you just said, don't do. I do. <laughs> however, yeah, yeah, it's however. I, I do share the same the same information, but I, but with mine, I've got there's very few people that follow me everywhere. Um, they're, they're people I found my readers tend to all like different, you know, the, the different social media sites. However, what I have noticed is to to make sure that each platform works the best. You do have to sometimes change up or change. The, the hashtags that you use because some there are popular hashtags on TikTok that aren't used on Instagram. And there's some hashtags that are used on Instagram that aren't used on Facebook. So it takes a little bit longer, but it makes it means that more people are seeing my posts. So it's it's all about working yeah, smarter. I think the but. age category has a lot to do with it too. You know, yes. the TikTok audience is definitely not going to be, um, you know, the 55 and up, you know, category. Um, Instagram is probably 20 to 30 something. Uh, but Facebook, you know, the old timers like me, we're, they're still on Facebook. Um, they're still following. They're still loving it. Um, they're still, you know, they're, they're learning how to share, you know, your comments. Um, the other thing I do on Facebook that I would highly recommend is giveaways. I host a giveaway probably every single week on Facebook. Yeah, I um, love giveaways. You, you've got to give them something for following you. Don't just say, follow me, buy my book, buy my book. Oh, by the way, did you buy my book? You know, that's spammy. You can't do that. So I, I reward them. Um, I actually have, um, she's uh, editing the book at the moment. And she's like, my God, you have a lot of giveaways. She goes, I just can't keep up with the giveaways. Why do you do so many giveaways? You don't have to do giveaways. Either they read your book or they don't. And I said, no, the giveaway is rewarding them for reading the book. Well, so and sharing your, sharing your posts and sharing your information. I'm with you on that. I really, really am. You yeah. know, I've got, I'm always saying thank you to, to, you know, people. If they share, I do a personal thank you so much. Because, you know, I like you, it's nice to show how much you appreciate it because support is everything, isn't it? You know, you, you've got supportive readers, supportive 
authors that you come into contact with and you know your family your friends having that support means everything if you haven't got that then it's such a lonely journey um so i i did the same thing you know i, I did a new book trailer and i did a giveaway attached to that book trailer so anybody who shared it gets a chance to win the, the silver necklace because i want to say thank you i want to as yeah. you said reward people for for reading for sharing for taking part for in our yeah. yeah it it, it does mean a, a massive thing and i'm so glad you mentioned about your blog because i wanted to talk to you about your blog it is awesome <laughs> I, I've literally, just so everybody knows, Judy's links are all attached to this interview video for you to literally one click and you can go to Judy's website, you can go to Judy's uh, Amazon author page and buy her books, everything is there. Go to her website and have a look at her blog posts because they are awesome. Um, and, and you've recently just, um, the one I liked was um, self-published women. I really enjoyed that article. There's so many great articles, great blog yeah. posts. Please yeah. go and read them and share them. They're absolutely brilliant. Um, because you are very much like myself and Autumn, you try and share your knowledge, share your experience, hoping to make things a little bit easier for other authors. And I think that's wonderful, Julie. You're, uh, Judy, you're so amazing. You, 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 oh, thank you. It's awesome. But I also want to mention your first book as well, because that is a very inspirational book. That is Be Strong Enough. This little guy right here. It's called it's Be Strong Enough. Look at that. The cover. Yeah, uh, the cover. I wish that I actually kept the cover um, for another book. But, um, you know, Be Strong Enough is it's short on words, but it's what I hope to be is full of inspiration. Um, you know, yeah. on some pages, it could be just one single line. And I can't read through the screen, but, you know, it could just be one line. Um, I have to share a quick little story. She's uh, 17 years old. She has liberating headaches. She just, you know, always in the dark, cannot do anything. And just, you know, I saw her mother just praying on Facebook and just asking for prayer, etc. Um, so I sent her a copy of the book with a goodie box, you know, things that I thought a 17 year old would like, you know, from magazines to writing, whatever. Um, and her oh. mother sent me a message and said, Oh my God, she's never done this in her life. But she literally like put little stickies on every other page, just highlighting things that she related to. Um, oh. You know, that's what I'm hoping, you know, it, with all of my writing, you know, if the women out there or the men out there, you know, if they pick up still crazy and they say, you know what, she's right. It doesn't matter what someone else does. Believe in yourself, live your best life at any age. And that's yeah. the message in all my books. Even the upcoming book that's, you know, the Inn in Rhode Island, it's about a young girl that I just I make sure they believe in themselves. Um, you know, she faces something horrible that I think, you know, women should not face, um, you know, worse than still crazy. Um, but she stands up strong. And that's very important to me. So it's just, yeah. you know, putting yourself out there, believing in yourself and just sharing with, you know, other people, like minded people like you, Beth. I know, right? Do you know what? We, as ladies, have to have each other's backs, and 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 men as well. You know, I, I, do you know? It's so interesting this conversation, Judy, because I, I was actually, I, I was actually brought to tears last night. I have to tell you, literally, I was 
blubbering like a baby. Um, Terza, who's one of my friends, she's another author. She's got a fantastic group. And um, she's got... You'll come back. I got kicked off my own show. How the heck you does that happen? No, I didn't touch nothing. <laughs> Did you hear me? I'm like, you'll come back. <laughs> that was good. I that's like, what I did because I tapped on the desk. I'm like, oh my god, I got rid of her. Nice. nice oh my show. god. Yeah. I, I I literally have no clue what happened there, but. Yeah, so um, anyway, cut a long story short, Terza and Laura um, run, run Terza's group. And they every week now, they post two photographs and you can write a little two or three paragraphs, super short little story, picking whichever photograph you want. Mm -hmm. So I looked at these two images this week and I just was drawn to this photograph of a man. Um, anybody can see it on my Facebook page because I shared it. I, I I just I felt like I needed to write a poem, so I wrote a poem because he looks he was sat in front of a bridge, and he looked so lost and depressed and in so much despair. Oh, my heart just was just breaking just seeing this man sat there. Yeah. So that's what I wrote. I wrote about you know um, the, the pretty much the double standard that men are being told. You know you got to be a man. You got to man up. And they're not allowed to show their emotions or express their feelings. And then I, you know, and this poem is all all like that. And then right at the end, it's like, man down. I, I'm yeah. done. I'm at the limit, yeah. you know, sort of thing. But somebody commented on the post and said, It's like you literally read my mind. This is me. This is how I feel. I have felt this despair for years. And I'm reading this person's comment. And I was sobbing. I oh, you know when you you want to reach to them and give them a hug and go, yeah, I've got yeah. you, I've got you. You you know, I you're not alone. Oh, I felt so emotional last night, and I messaged back and I said, I hope you find somebody that you trust that you can be vulnerable to, and yeah. just express yourself and know that you're not going to get judged because we all need somebody like that in our lives. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, and I just said, you know, we humans are like kettles because, you know, we're like a kettle on the, on the stove filled with water and through life, every now and again, you have to let off a little bit of steam and let out your feelings. Because right. if you don't, if everything's kept inside and you don't get to communicate, as you said, and, and talk about our feelings and share them, Eventually, you're either gonna the kettle's gonna explode, right. or it's just gonna completely run dry to nothing. Uh, you know, either way, it's a bad situation. So I love the fact that you are bringing books out that are so inspirational, and and you know, they, they tell such an emotional story, but they give hope, Thank and you. and there is there is there is life after this. Yeah, it, yeah, they're hard truths, but uh, you know, hopefully inspiring, you know, to people to say, you know, um, yeah, it, it's not easy. It's not an easy journey, but um, if you believe in yourself, you're gonna muddle through. You will pull yeah. through it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. 
I, I agree, absolutely. And I think, you know, what doesn't break us makes us stronger. Yeah. Bad stuff happens, but if we learn from the bad stuff and turn it into a positive learning experience, I think that makes us a lot healthier, you know, emotionally. Um, let's have a look. Oh, James says, um, Judy was going to have to take over. <laughs> oh, she's going to have to take over. Do you know what? She's so inspirational and amazing, James. She could have done and she wouldn't have missed a beat. <laughs> I'm like, she'll come back. That's get your ass back on here. Yeah. I know. I was, I was on it. I was there straight away. Francisco's just joined us. He says, hi, ladies. Best wishes. Thank you, darling. Thank you. Now, believe it or not, we are we are literally three quarters of an hour and it's gone so quick. So anybody who has any questions for Judy and you want her to answer them right now live, please pop them in the comments so, so we can get them on there quick. Um, is there anything, Judy, that you think with hindsight, obviously we learn so much every single year, every single year. We, know, we don't stop learning. Is there anything you can think of that you wish you'd have known earlier in your writing journey? Um, that COVID had nothing to do with my putting on 30 pounds. Um, <laughs> I just, you know, I'd love to blame this on COVID, um, but no, no, the bad me did a wrong thing. You know, it's 96 feet from my house to the writing studio. And I am blessed to have a writing studio in front of my, in front of my husband's garage. Um, so those 96 feet weren't enough. So literally I look back at the past 18 months and I say, wow, it just came um, <laughs> because I didn't take care of myself. So I wish I had the hindsight to say the advertising, the marketing, the, you know, the book promotions, all of that can wait until after you take care of yourself. Um, so yes. now, knock on wood, thank God, you know, the light bulb went off. Um, I looked in the mirror, actually started doing all these YouTube videos and, you know, the uh, streaming with library events and stuff and said, oh, my God, who is this person? Um, so now, first thing I do is I get up in the morning, I eat an apple, which gives me the energy. And then I go downstairs and I hit the gym. So there was no excuses. I have a home gym. There's no excuse yeah. for me not to work out. So you know, and even if I don't feel like working out, maybe my back hurts, my neck hurts, whatever. I at least do yoga, do something. Loosen up. So, yeah. yeah, so I wish I had the hindsight to say, the book's going to be okay. Don't forget to take care of yourself. Um, that's probably you know, And the other thing that I am so grateful for is, you know, being able to do everything through Zoom, through, you know, StreamYard, uh, you know, doing these events this way the money that we're saving because we're not traveling, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's just, I think it's wonderful. You know, the people like you, you know, open your doors to newbies like us. Um, bless your heart. Seriously, bless your heart. Do you and know what? Gottlieb in. Oh God, that's a uh, powerhouse. Anybody tuning in, when is Mark on again? On the 23rd? Oh my gosh, yeah, super excited because um, he is coming back on. Let's have a look. I think okay. it's the 23rd. I put it in my calendar too. Yeah, so. Me, to Mark. Yeah, he's coming on on the 23rd, Monday the 23rd. Um, next week, we've got Stephen Manchester who's coming on. He's another fantastic author. 
And um, and next Thursday, the Thursday after on the 26th, we've got Glenn Dolgren with his new book release. So I'm super excited. It's all happening. But do you know what? I was so glad you, you talked about, you know, taking care of yourself and, and everything because I think so many of us are all in the same boat. Um, I've had to be on medical steroids because of a reaction to the heat. Well, I think it's to the heat or bugs or I don't know. So I've put on steroid weight as well. I don't know whether anybody remembers the weebles as, as a child. Yes. The little, yes. the little, yeah, the, the round. Bubble. Yeah, but don't fall down. That's yeah. me right now, Judy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not eating anymore, but this steroid yeah. Yeah. weight is just crazy crazy honestly the, the only downside that well the plus side is that i don't have to wear a bra all the time thank the lord because they're the most uncomfortable things ever mm -hmm. um so that's been a bit of a bonus but i do have to say in a way um the lockdowns and the, the pandemic i think has actually been a bit of an education for a lot of authors that i've that i've worked with because it, they've learned They've been forced to learn new skills. They've been forced to learn the technology. They've been forced to really get to know the social media aspect of it, learn how to navigate it, how to promote themselves. And I think that's been a positive thing because, you know, as you said, when you're doing a book signing, you're going to one place and you're seeing a certain amount of people. When you do events and things online, the reach is phenomenal. And, and as you saw today and yesterday the witty writer show is now reaching 60 over sixty-four thousand people and we're um, celebrating when we get to seventy thousand, right we're having There's a party, party. yes when we reach seventy thousand, we're having a party and that's increased by over twenty-six thousand people in the last 90 days phenomenal. people want to be entertained they want knowledge they want to be inspired, they want to have fun, they want to have a giggle. Um, and I love doing it live because anything goes. I can, you know, I don't have to bleep. They want to I be can... part of something positive, you know, something yes. growing. And that's yes. what you're offering. You know, you're offering to just, yeah, even if it's, you know, the person who's never picked up the pen to watch your show, you're inspiring them to maybe pick up a book. Yeah, so. because it's, as you said, it's never too late. You, you're never too young. I know children who are self-published. I know people in the 90s who are published. You know, if you've got a story, there is somebody out there that wants to read it. And, and I love sharing time with beautiful people like yourself who are just as, as inspiring and helpful to others. It's just fantastic. I'm, I'm going to quickly have a look because we've got a comment for you from, from a lady called Karen. Um, and I want to get in there quick. She says, how many hours do you spend writing? Oh, that's a good one. Between six and actually, I'd have to say between five and seven hours is what I spend writing. Um, and that's really the day. seven in the morning till about three in the afternoon. But of course, I break for lunch, um, you know, things like that. So, yeah, got to get my cup of tea. Um, so. Yeah, but it's a good five, six hours of just steady writing, doing nothing else. And usually about three o'clock in the afternoon is when I stop and answer emails or, you know, do social media. Um, I love Canva because I can preset my social media. So it already goes out there for the month. Um, yeah. So I'd have to say five to seven hours a day. I write every single day. But you're my kind of author because you do pre-plan and you, you don't. 
I, I, when I was talking about this with Autumn and we were both agreeing, you can either work smarter or harder and you right. do it smart. You pre-plan, you use apps and, and, and services that make your work the most productive it can so be. Much easier. Yeah. Exactly. But I just want to say as well on, on that note with regards to writing, because obviously there are so many writers who all have different circumstances. Mm -hmm. Being able to full, write full time every day is every author's dream. But right. for the authors who are juggling one job, two jobs, a family and all these other things, even if you can sit down and write for half an hour a day, that is still progress. That is still good. You basically, I, I think you'd agree, Judy, don't you? You know, it's whatever you can manage comfortably without burning you out. <laughs> if you write one piece of paper, uh, an eight by 11 piece of paper, and I don't, if you say, but I have children, I'm not as blessed as you are to have a writing studio. You know, I'm not 60 something years old. I'm 32 with four children or one child or an infant, whatever. You know what I would say? If you have a story and it's tugging at your heart, and this is probably tough love, but you know what? I tell you, get up at four o'clock in the morning, go in your bedroom closet, turn on the flashlight and write one page every single day. Do you know in 90 days, you will have a full entire manuscript written? And exactly drafting it you are you can't edit a blank page just sit your ass down and write every single day make it a habit and when you do make it a habit guess what the words flow it appears on paper you know and it just continues on and on so i mean i, I agree with you so yeah. much in fact funny story um when i started when i wrote book one earth angels the majority of Earth's Angels was written while sat in my car, waiting for my daughter to come out from school. And I wrote it on my iPhone wow. in the notes section. I literally, it, I literally, I did one note, chapter one, second note, chapter two. And I was sat in my car, do that. Yeah. Writing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then I would, when I had charts, I would pull it all onto my computer. But I was sat in the car for an hour waiting for my daughter to come out of school. And I'm like, I could be doing something right now. Okay, I'll get on with my writing. And that's yeah, what I yeah. did. Because yeah. you, you can Google Docs, you can do it from your phone and it's right there everywhere you go. So exactly. no excuses. if you want to write, yeah. write. Exactly, exactly. Jessica's got a question for you. She says, how far along are you with the second book? Ooh, second book so this is completed. It's written. It is now Ooh. in the hands of two editors. It's also in the hand of one judge and one nurse. And the reason why is because, you know, it's part of the research. I have to make sure that I'm getting those chapters correct. Um, yeah. Otherwise, you know, my literary agent slaps me on the hand and says, you know, my name's on this, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. So right now I actually have four people who are crossing the T's and dotting the I's. And then I'll take it back to Barbara, who is the book doctor um, for the literary agent team. And then the last person to put her eyes on it is Jan Cardis, who is the literary agent. And if I don't make her cry in the first paragraph, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. You know, within the first chapter. If I don't make Jan cry, yeah, she's just, she's just, yeah. She's the emotional one. She, um, that's what she looks for. She looks for the emotion. She wants to feel every bit of the story. So. Yeah, in fact, Jan says, if your story doesn't make someone laugh out loud, 
cry or run to the internet, it's no good. Yeah, and it's true. That's, you know what? That is true because you're inspiring. Yeah. yeah, you're inspiring the strongest emotions. So that's such a good advice. Yeah. That that yeah. really, really is. That's amazing. Now, I, I would love to talk to you for ages and ages. Unfortunately, we can't. But I have good news, everybody, because Judy is going to do a giveaway because she's so fabulous. So if you could hold up your your fantastic book, which is still crazy. There we go beautiful one of you lucky angels is going to win a signed copy of still crazy direct from judy um we can only do it us only unfortunately because especially with the pandemic shipping and that is just awful right now abroad yeah. uh, literally uh, anything you want from outside of the country is not coming in and vice versa so it's us yeah. only all you have to do to win this beautiful signed copy of Judy's book, Still Crazy, is share this interview. And that's all you have to do. And you can share it via Facebook, or you can share it via my podcasts, or you can share it via any of my social media platforms, because I will see that you shared it. Um, and all of those entries will get put into a draw, and we can announce the winner um, next, next Thursday. I'll announce it, and that way everybody's got a week to okay. share. The more shares you do, the more entries you get. So there you can you share. It, you can share it to book clubs or any groups that you're in, and I will see that you shared it, and that's another entry. Judy, thank you so much for being such an amazing guest. Um, I would love to have you back when when the next one comes out. Oh, okay, next March, March that 2022. Would Oh my gosh, that's I would love be so to come back. You are such a pleasure. Every writer needs to get on your show. So oh, really, you make the Witty Writer oh. Show. Just yeah, unbelievable. You are just a treasure. A treasure. Oh. Yeah. Thank you so much, darling. Do you know what that means the world to me? Because I'm just I'm just paying it forward and 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 literally people like yourself need to be discovered. And people more people need to find you. And and that's what it's all about. It's about you know, sharing talent and, and inspirational people like yourself. But thank you so much, everybody, for joining in. If you thank have you. got any questions that we haven't got to, put them in the comments because Judy can see them. And when she gets a chance, she can reply. So so if, you, if you're not watching this live, don't worry. Put your questions in the comments. We will get to you. And thank you, everybody, for joining in. And join us next Monday for the Witty Writer Show. Thank you, Judy. Um, thank you. Thank you, everybody, and all of you. Please keep safe, keep healthy, keep your masks on, and, and love each other. Yeah. We will see you next time. Thank bye you, bye Judy. Now. Thank you. Bye, darling.